Welcome everybody to Static Feedback. We are your hosts, Rymac Inspector, and uh, we got some pretty interesting topics today. Yeah, today we've uh, <laughs> we finally decided to record an episode two. Uh, right? <laughs> much to the uh, vehement responses that I have received through uh, multiple different Discord DMs of where the fuck is episode two? <laughs> so we're 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 back we're back in it. We are not in front of each other though. Myself and Rye are a few states away from each other right now. Uh, I am back yeah. in California. It's been it's been like how many months now? Like two months? About that. You visited over the summer, so it's been. Oh, thank you, baby. <laughs> I've been brought food. It's it's been uh yeah a few months. Oh my god. Since yeah. we were. Oh my god. Has it been like close to four months? I think so. Oh, shit. It's been close to four months. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, no wonder people are like, so was that just like a one-off thing? You guys made it sound like you were starting a channel there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we know that I, I kind of got like caught up with uh, a bunch of drama and bullshit and uh, having oh, dude, to deal shit with got jobs. So busy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you got busy with your job, and then I, I, I was working, and then I had mm-hmm. my, uh, I got into voice acting courses, which chat, right. uh, the, ch- the chat, uh, that usually happens around this podcast uh doesn't really know about so Mm -hmm. that's something i kind of got into was just uh i did a voiceover course with uh, a company called voice masters based in los angeles and funny enough it was actually thanks to being on the plane back from when i visited you guys yeah yeah you mentioned that yeah here's where it's kind of weird by the way uh the guy i had met i don't really remember his name off the top of my head because i threw away the note ages ago but uh, the class that I went to was taught by a Miss Paulette. She's fantastic. She's worked with, uh, she actually has worked on like Penguins of Madagascar. She worked on Shrek. I think she worked a little bit as well as a as like an editor for Fallout New Vegas, a few oh, movies wow. and video games. It was really cool. Uh, and it turns out when I was on the plane, uh, I surrendered my seat to a mother who was there with her kid and they were separated because the plane didn't let them buy seats together. And I was like, you know uh-huh. what? No, ma'am, you sit with your daughter. Cause I was sitting right next to her and I surrendered my seat to her. And the guy who sat in front of me with the new seat overheard me talking to one of the other f- like flight, you know, flight attendants saying that I was a voiceover worker. And he's like, you know, I have a friend who runs a class. Here's her, <laughs> here's her information. Tell her I sent you. She'll get you a discounted rate. And I got the discounted rate, which is great. Uh, and she's like, by the way, who, who, who was it that you said sent you? And I was like, oh, it was so on and so forth. And she goes, oh, my ex-husband. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, I was like, oh, um, uh, is this a bet? She's like, no, it's fine. It's very <laughs> amicable. We just, our businesses led us astray. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was super. It's a little awkward. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's... <laughs> yeah. It was still a great time. But that's part of the reason why we were just so like busy is that I was doing voiceover courses for mm-hmm. two months and then after that it was uh i got into work again uh which holy holy crap that was uh was a rough time but mm-hmm. hopefully things are gonna get back to normal now because i got another another job on the line here new horizons are happening cha- uh, you know towards yeah, no, I feel uh channeling that. for me so that's really mm-hmm. ecstatic and uh yeah what have what have you been up to since we've uh last recorded it's literally just been like nonstop art commissions. Like every time I try to break away to do my own thing or work on a project, like I remember last year I wanted to start the cartoon project and I've got voice lines for it. A lot of people have helped out on it. And the whole thing was just put on the back burner for so long because like kept needing money, stuff kept coming up. 
and um, like figuring out housing situations uh, with roommates moving out and how we were going to tackle all that. It's just been nonstop uh, taking on commissions and drawing stuff for other people. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to work on my own stuff. But the commission queue is nearly wrapped up. We've got some big projects under the way. I'm starting a one-shot on my new show, Nexus Arcana, that's going to be dropping about a week and a half from now uh, oh, okay. on Tuesday. Yeah, that's um, not too far going... from now. Do you have have you had enough time in between all that all that bullshit to get everything ready to go? Uh, yeah, we started about a week and a half ago with character creation, and Maya and I, and uh, my buddy Milky Moo, that's Milky Moo on Twitter, we've. Yeah, we're uh, collaboratively working on the art and the overlays together. That's what this entire weekend is, is me setting up the overlays for the stream. And then we got another player to join today, somebody that I played D&D before with. Um, my buddy, well, my roommate Jacob, uh, he has a friend that I played with, and now he's going to be joining us for the one-shot. So we're going to do a four-session one-shot to sort of test table dynamics and for people to, like test out the characters they want to play, but then we're going to do a soft reset of the main campaign that we had running back when you came and did that guest character. And it's going to be like a time skip, like a year in the future. And then people are going to see if they want to keep playing the one shot characters or if they want to play new characters or characters from the campaign still. And then that's going to be the focus of Nexus Arcana. Okay. Probably like the next year and a half. But I also plan to do uh, interviews, kind of like, kind of like how we talk here, but like, um, with several of my buddies that I've met over my time. Like, I went to Gen Con. That was another thing that I did during that I, four I, month. I downtime. heard about that. Yeah, I saw that you posted about it on Twitter, and I was just like, "Damn, Gen Con! Isn't that like out of state?" And I yeah, was kind of curious. Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, because I was worried because it was like. Kind of when COVID was still, uh, like, people were suddenly just like, oh, yeah, I got COVID when I was, like, out. But they weren't, like, on death's door. They got, like, a weird minor version. But it was everyone, yeah, everyone Delta. I talked to was like, oh, yeah, I'm vaccinated. So it's like yeah, they got, Delta like. Delta was starting to ramp up again. Yeah, it's like they, it's like COVID ramped up, but all the people who were vaccinated got, like, not as severely as affected as they could have been. Which, thank God most mm-hmm. of my friends are vaccinated because I was like, oh, thank fucking God. But uh-huh. were you vaccinated at that time? I, could, I couldn't recall. I, I was. You were. I okay. was. Yeah. The funny thing about Gen Con meeting up with like, I don't know, 16 of my buddies is we only spent maybe a collective of five hours at the con over the four day weekend that we bought tickets for. That, and the yeah. rest of the time we just hung out at the uh, the house that we rented because fuck, it's a 20 people in like this massive seven bedroom house that's with li- like two living rooms that's literally how twitchcon works dude like exact yeah. same way we went we got a twitch we went to twitchcon like two years ago at this point because holy fucking shit it's been gone which next mm-hmm. year i'm fucking ready for it but um i really want to go we we went we had our airbnb and all we did was kind of just like <laughs> we hung out my buddy played diablo three whichever was the newest one at the time on his switch uh I just hung out. We, I mean, I cooked, we took some edibles, we smoked a little bit here and there. Like oh, we just, yeah. we just kind of chilled. Cause we happened to be right next door to this one massive street of like, it wasn't the best neighborhood by San Diego standards, but it was a lot better than what I had seen a lot of the times, like being in long beach in Los Angeles. So it was uh-huh. just like, 
huge street of just like Thai restaurants, cool miniature cafes. Oh, uh, that's cool. Like a bunch of weird restaurants, like two gastro breweries, or, like microbreweries, something like that. Uh-huh. It was a really cool street. And we're just like, damn, we have to go up here. So we would go to TwitchCon and then come back at like four-ish. So we'd only be there for like maybe six, seven hours. Uh-huh. Come back. And if we weren't invited to a party, we would just go home to the ho- to the, the Airbnb and just do nothing. Like, oh, yeah. We all. were the party house at Gen Con. Yeah. People came to our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the first day we went there, we hung out with people. And just sort of explored the con floor for a bit. Um, and then people were, like, wanting to get food. And so we met up with some of our my friends there. Uh, my friends Fallen and uh, Jess Jackdaw. Who, if you... Anybody listening, uh, go check out Heliana's Guide to Monster Hunting. Um, that's Jess Jackdaw's uh, baby. Um, you might have seen it promoted on Critical Role or something a few weeks ago. You know... But yeah. That's I, them. <laughs> I actually just got into Critical Role. Uh-huh. Two days ago. I watched oh. I watched session one of campaign three finally. Emma Emma was so ecstatic. She's like, Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know Oh yeah. It it was it was kind of a bit much, uh, with the whole like uh, speaking of conventions and stuff like that, with the whole like everything getting shut down, it, it sucks because COVID kind of shut down everything and Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it completely destroyed everything like everything that everyone had planned which was mostly like conventions meeting up with people and i know like it changed everyone's financial plans and everything like that yeah. and uh <laughs> I don't, so I, I i i'm sure you've seen this online and i'm sure everyone else has seen this at least somewhere to some like minor speculation but i don't know if you heard about the guy who used his business loan his COVID business loan to buy a, like a, a, a 26, it was it 2016. It was like a 20. Yeah. It was a 2016 reprint of like a holographic Charizard. Well, that's the card that's displayed. Um, I'm seeing sources saying that was a first edition. Oh, was it actually a first edition? Yeah. Because like the, uh, the one that they used for the image online was just like a stock image or something. I don't know. Oh. I can't imagine a 2016 reprint with Shadow, yeah. non-first edition, would sell for that much. So I'm pretty sure it's a, like a holographic first edition uh, Shadowless. Yeah, because he paid like fifty-seven grand, fifty-seven thousand dollars, yeah, out of his eighty-four thousand dollar business recovery loan. Mm-hmm. I, like I've I've seen some of these cards go for like thirty-two thousand, but like thirty to forty thousand when used. So him, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> him, him buying that card threw yeah, me through he, a loop. You know what the worst part is? What? He got charged for a wire fraud and now has to serve 20 years in prison what? with up to $250,000 in fines. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first, <laughs> I think this is like, I think we can safely say this is the first time someone has ever gotten put in jail due to a first edition Charizard. Well, the biggest part is that, like, I think the biggest part was that it was all tax fraud because he was like, oh, I need this money to revive my business. I have well, 10 yeah. employees and stuff like that. Yeah. He lied on he lied nearly everything. all accounts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just everything. 
Yeah, I don't know how he thought he would get away with this, but he's got a little nice, you know, two by four inch uh, cardboard card now. That's a little shiny. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think he was probably hoping that the government was like handing out so much that they wouldn't have the time to look at at his his um his process like how he how much he paid anything mm -hmm. i think he was hoping that the government was going to be like eh, fuck it we don't care just keep sending stuff out and he's just right like, he's like oh god <laughs> they actually looked bro <laughs> it was so sad Damn. I, was, I, I remember reading it i was like there's no way someone thought this was gonna like work out there's no way and then i looked into it and it actually was like because i think i saw it originally on ign and then it went mm -hmm. from ign to uh a few other little news sources and yeah. I, I was kind of blown away by that. I'm like, you, how? How did you think this worked out, bro? Any other way, really? For but. real. Yeah. It, it, oh, okay. It was a first edition Shadowless holographic Charizard card with a 9.5 gem mint rating. Oh my god, so this was like a legit, like really high up there card. It was like a pristine card. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's like a holy grail of new really collectibles. Is uh-huh oh my god and now he's so so he went from having like a 2.5 by 4 inch card to a uh two like a like a what was like a like a tw like a 2.5 by 4 foot cell so <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> 20 good trade, fucking I guess. years 20 fucking years for a pokemon i mean did he get to keep the pokemon card <laughs> that's a good question does <laughs> he, he get, get to keep, keep the pokemon it? card because he's getting fined <laughs> The the money still went through his pocket. Like, like does he get to keep it? Because twenty years uh, is a small price to pay for Charizard. <laughs> you know what's you know you know what's funny. Oh, no. uh, according to this article, three months later, an identical card sold uh, with the same mint rating sold for nearly ten thousand dollars more than what he got. Yeah. Uh, what if that was his Charizard? card? That was his card. What if he sold it? <laughs> I, I'm sure that they, like, collected it to, like, pay for damages or, like, undid the process oh, or whatever. what if it's in an evidence locker now to never see the light of day? Oh, my God. The That's perfect so... bank heist. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're getting a Charizard card. <laughs> it's like Ocean, 20 years from now. Ocean's yeah. 14. The Charizard card. <laughs> We're going to get it. We're going to put it together. Oh, my God. That's like the dumbest uh, heist you could possibly think of, but it's still so great. Uh huh. God. <laughs> I, I uh, God damn. That'd be a great premise for a movie, and I'm I'm mad about it. Someone on YouTube will make a fucking dumbass movie about it. I guarantee you, there's gonna be somebody who's like, "Yep, this is my YouTube. Uh, what was it called? Like the YouTube Premium Movie Service or whatever that like. Yeah. Like everyone was doing. I think fucking uh, Markiplier had like. Yeah, wasn't a heist it like YouTube Markiplier? Red? For was a while. it was it called YouTube Yeah, it was Red? YouTube Red and then after like maybe a year and a half it went to YouTube Premium now. I remember Game Grumps did a show on there with Dan Harmon. I actually liked that show. I watched it I a love that bit, show. I it's so it was, good. I thought it was pretty great. Uh -huh. but, you know, everyone has their different opinions of the Game Grumps now. They all fucking they're all whacked out, but Yeah. Everyone can you tell? Everyone is just weird. But uh yeah. you know, speaking, speaking of, of speaking about Nintendo <laughs> properties though, that's my line. I was going to say that. That's your line. No. <laughs> I was literally about to say, speaking of Nintendo, because you got the first segue, so I was trying to be clever with the second segue. Fine. Go ahead. Say it. No, no. You know, you know what? You know what? You want no. spotlight? Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Run with it. Run with it. 
All right, so, I mean, let's be honest. Nash, Spectre sent me a fucking list of the things we're talking about. Well, of so course they're going to talk about I'm just looking for story beats. Yeah. I, gave, I, I, made, I made a list of cool stories, all right? I mean, come on, man. Like, people, Animal the, Crossing. The number one complaint we got was just, you guys talked about really random shit and jumped everywhere, and we're like, it was episode zero, come on. <laughs> you still liked it? Come on, just let us do this. Yeah, we just kind of talked about memories. That and <laughs> didn't meat. really have anything. We talked to... about meat, which we we're did not talk about. Get into again. We talked about it for like twenty minutes off the bat without oh. like introducing ourselves or anything. I know it was really awful. <laughs> People were so like weirded out. Like, like the, the fuck, fuck is this podcast? I thought these were gamers. What the fuck? <laughs> meat. But yeah. Anyways, gaming. Animal Crossing just got its uh 2.0 free update. Apparently the last the free last update. The last one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which for they, New Horizons. They they they're going to pair it with uh uh the paid DLC, the first paid paid DLC we're going to get for the game too. Ah, Nintendo digging deeper into our wallets. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, but, though, I I don't I don't mind it. I I don't mind like normally I'm pretty scrutinous about what I buy from Nintendo. I'm not like a you know, uh, I'm not I'm not willingly throwing money into the Nintendo Fire, but the fact right. that it's kind of Happy Home Designer exclusively, it, it's kind of like they just gave us an older, separate Animal Crossing game uh-huh. and spruced it up and was like, "Hey, we kind of made it modern." But yeah, you know, no. it's not it's not intended for this game. There's no real major influences but if you want it mm-hmm. so it makes sense to me it's okay but i know someone's gonna be like ah, well actually they should have just given that to us at release and it's like fuck you you don't you shut up <laughs> i mean looking at how much content is on animal crossing now and like considering yeah. what they had at release yeah. that would have been a fucking ton of stuff to i think i would have been through. overwhelmed yeah i think that would have overwhelmed a lot of people yeah um, like considering I, when, when what they put out oh yeah well, but when i got to like I remember this happened to a lot of people when we got to the fucking part where it's like, hey, you now have, uh, what's it called? Uh, the decoration ability, like the one where like you get to do island cleanup, I guess it was called, where you had like mm-hmm. the shovel and you could adjust rivers and all that stuff. That overwhelmed a shit ton of people to the point where they just turned off their consoles and never touched that game again. Because I'm like, whoa, right. there's so much to do now uh, because the options are endless and it mm-hmm. freaked a lot of people out, especially with the game already being pretty open ended. Like, yeah. a lot of people are like, ah, there's already a lot going on here. I don't know if I can handle all the the limitless possibilities kind of thing. Right. And I can appreciate the game and the, uh, like, the improvement, like, the uh, quality of life updates that they've done with this most recent patch. My girlfriend's still really into it, and a bunch of my friends are. I'm oh, just yeah. not a big fan of sim games. It's not yeah. really my thing, but I can appreciate what they've done here. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I I stopped playing the game almost entirely for a while. I got back into it maybe two, three weeks ago, something like that. And yeah. that was purely because I back, in the, back when they were doing this, I forced myself to get past the, uh, it's like, oh my god, it's overwhelming kind of uh, mentality. And mm-hmm. I got over that and was like, hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and try and play the game now. Uh, and I wanted to make my whole island look like a city, like a small mm-hmm. micro island city. But unfortunately, to do that, I needed to have three characters with all their own designs to even make that work. And I was like, yeah, why, why do got... I have so many limited designs? So I just stopped playing because I couldn't build the island I wanted to. Yeah, there was like 
I think that's the thing that turned me off to it because I did like the like interior decorating and doing all the stuff outside. Oh yeah. It's just that the grinding to making stuff was so goddamn tedious. And like yeah. the game for more serious gamers, I guess you would say, because the game was meant for casual people to pick up like yeah. for one or two hours a day. Yeah. But for the people who are like sitting down eight hours, let's go. Um, it just forced them to time skip around and the grind oh, yeah. was so tedious and monotonous that for me personally, that's the point where it just be- didn't become fun anymore. I was now grinding so I could get rocks, so I could make pickaxes, so I could mine iron, so I could yeah. combine it with this thing, so I could make a fucking bench. Yeah. And- I. The grinding's not too terrible later on down the line because you could just pick it up and be fine. It's, uh-huh. it's the getting started grind, I guess, that's really hard because you have to constantly make stuff. But when you get to the stuff where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, you could make like a upgraded axe, like the tier three axe or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, that's fucking great because you can make an axe that breaks, you know, five times longer. It lasts five times longer before it breaks than the, the base axe. But right. that alone, that starting curve is so uh, tedious at first for a lot of people. And they just are like, no, I'm not going to get into this. And mm-hmm. I streamed the game when it first like came out. And I was like, yo, I'm finally getting to play this game. I'm stoked. And I played it on stream and I got shit on so much by these, these, these like, you know, greenhorns who just came in and were like, uh, uh, time skipping. It's like, yeah, I'm streaming this game for fucking six hours. What do you want me to do? Go ahead and stare right. at my tent for like four <laughs> hours straight. What do you want me to do? I need content. Yeah, I'm going to fucking time skip. Shut up. And people yeah, got no, mad you... because it's day one. And it's like, yeah, I already have like the museum and the shops. And like, I already have like X amount of villagers. And it's like, yeah, it's because I need to do this like if right. you want to play casually yeah go ahead do you but i bought this game shut up it's my money uh-huh. i'll play yeah. how i want to play i want to make content yeah. i've got to streamline this just a bit yeah well, it's not even that it's, it's more so it's just like i bought this game this is my money i i play how i want to play fuck off go away yeah i mean that's a whole can of worms in its own right yeah people telling each other how to play fucking video games yeah um but yeah some no. people will call it cheating but i don't think it's cheating oh whatever yeah cheating's a made up thing for people that don't like just it, it, you, it's, unless it, you're hacking that's that's yeah. a whole nother thing then you're yeah, I don't know <laughs> I, I feel like cheating and hacking isn't it's not to be celebrated if you're trying to do it to show off and be like oh look what I can do I can get through this game in 10 minutes it's like okay you're cheating and hacking that doesn't really count yeah. but like if you're doing it for your own enjoyment who fucking cares if you're yeah. cheating or hacking or exploiting the game that's it's why, only that's like why I like, like watching speedruns like Dark Souls speedruns because it's not like they're not like competing against other players like you know with God. invasions it's like oh yeah you're just fucking breaking the geometry of this game from 2015 exactly. because yeah. lol yeah it's funny yeah no speedruns are like an art form in their own regard 100% i've i've always been so enamored by watching mm-hmm. them i used to watch gdq quite a bit oh yeah but then they made a lot of like questionable decisions on who was going to go up there mm-hmm. uh, and do everything but Nah, you know, if I ever want my fucking yeah. mind blown, I'll just go watch one of those like 16 minute speed runs of Super Mario 64. Oh yeah, the... <laughs> those are my favorite. My 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 personal favorite is watching people um do really bizarre speed runs of like Dark Souls. 
a lot uh-huh. of those because half the time it's like, yeah, this boss fight sucks, so I'm not going to fight him. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, take off all my armor, run like 13 extra decks by doing a reassignment. Uh, I'm going to get the Cestus out and I'm going to go ahead and just roll at this pixel perfect setting and I'll clip through the wall and then speed run to like the next boss. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> like are you a crackhead? What's going on? You know? There's a YouTuber out there that goes by like Yimfka or something like oh, that. Oh, I love him. Yeah. He does all him. the really wacky stuff like yeah. uh, Dark Souls run, but I don't hit a single enemy he or got I can't me, talk to anybody. He got me back into Dark Souls and I'm, I'm, I'm really mad about it because I started doing a Dark Souls 2 run. Mm-hmm. and uh hot damn i was like wow okay um this is actually really fun if you try and break the game without like breaking oh, yeah. the game if you catch my drift like you, uh-huh. you get the chance to be like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna like really flex the border between is this okay and is this not okay uh, <laughs> from me software to doing dark games. souls yeah yeah from software games are always so dangerous for me i can never just dip my toe back in it's always like a cannonball back into dark souls yeah it's for me if you're in you're it's every day you're, mm-hmm. you're building up every day and you're gonna keep running that shit and then you're gonna be like <laughs> oh god uh i've been playing dark souls 2 for oh god i've been playing it for 16 <laughs> hours you realize you're in a problem but that was my first dark souls game actually back in like 2016 or something like that really yeah dark souls 2 that was my first one i watched my buddies play demon souls but i just never i don't know i i was on a weird complex back then where like i wasn't really into the ps3 or like playstation games in general and that's where dark Souls, uh demon souls was released yeah um and i didn't really have those consoles i was more of just like a halo fanatic you and i both i never got to play dark souls or really like early on because i only really had an xbox 360 and that was because i got lucky so I got yeah, to play I had like that in a Wii. <laughs> I got to hate play like Halo and Dead Space in high school, but that's about it. But uh-huh. when it came down Same to here. Demon Souls, I remember I went over to my friend's house and was like, "What is this game?" And he's like, "Oh, it's Demon Souls." And I saw him like, you know, I saw him run up to like I think a skeleton or something like that, and it like clapped him on the ass once, and he fell over. And I was like, "Yo, this game fucking sucks, my dude. What are you <laughs> doing?" And he's like, "No, nah, man, it's just really challenging. The it's over from Japan. It's really cool." I was like, "I don't care." <laughs> like this looks, looks like, like you can. Ass. Ass kicked. This yeah. looks terrible. And then I realized it's not so bad. It's just that he was really bad at gaming. <laughs> right. <But> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my first Dark Souls game was Dark Souls 1, but it was on a really bad copy. Oh, no. Uh, so I played it on what my ex-girlfriend's Xbox like ages ago, and I played it. And there was one part like at the very beginning of the game when you leave the uh, the prison after uh-huh. fighting the, the giant prison demon or whatever that is. Uh-huh. Um I, I got the ideas right like you know oh walk away from him and go do this and go do that and I got the combinations right and I understood what to do it wasn't that hard to get your hands on but for some reason when you go to the end of the that part and there's the bird that takes you to the mainland of Anorlando yeah um, for some reason every time I got to Anorlando the area that I was in was broken and sometimes i would just fall through the world oh jeez and i remember for a long time i would tell people i was like yeah it was really weird i don't know if it's like meant to be this like this because i just fell like through i fell and like would just instantly die 
But the fact that I said I would fall and instantly die, they're like, oh, you're just jumping off of cliffs and being an idiot. It wasn't until I told people, I was like, no, I was falling through the world. Like, that's part of Deep Dark Souls 1, right? And they go, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I... Okay. I replayed Dark Souls 1 and I had a blast. It was fucking fantastic. Uh-huh. But... That's before they made the jump to Blu-ray discs, isn't it? Because uh, Dark Souls 1 was on PS3. Yeah, I, I think... I played Dark Souls 1 on Xbox 360... Oh, okay. It was on 360, and then there was that in PS3. No, I remember Xbox 360s and PS3s all the time. Like, if you got even a scuff on your disc or, like, you nudged your Xbox, it'll just fuck with the in-game world so bad. I remember I had a copy of my buddy's um, Assassin's Creed 2 game, and I was playing through the game, and my brother got up but he slipped as he was getting up and he like kicked the Xbox and there was just like a gash down the side. That happened to you too? These... Yeah, dude, that happened to so many of my games and like that just destroys the game. It'll either happen in the world or the game just won't boot. When I was in high school, my buddies and I played Halo 3 on the Xbox 360 mm -hmm. and we were so stoked because there was forge mode and everything like that. And we all like, we got like a little bit into the campaign and we're like, yeah, let's go. Like we got some armor, let's fucking go. And we all logged into our Xbox accounts. We got on Xbox live and we'd all play on the same console together and hang out. And at one point, uh, our buddy Nico, and there's mm -hmm. no way he will find this podcast and know who I am anymore because I'm pretty sure he ran off and did whatever he wanted to do. Uh, but he was, Nico was a, a friend of my buddy's younger brother. Oh, okay. So we all kind of got together because they weren't like too much of an age gap. It was like maybe they were like two years younger than we were. Uh -huh. So it wasn't that bad. But we all hung out and he had a beach house because he was really rich. So we'd go to my friend's house, uh, my friend's like beach house. We'd go there in the morning. We'd all go surfing. We'd come back, shower, dry off, uh, order pizza, get some soda. And we would do nothing but play Halo 3 for the next like 12 hours. Oh, yeah. Straight. Those were the days. And he he got up at one point. He's like, I'm going to go get some pizza. Got up and kicked the Xbox out from underneath itself, and it landed. And we were like, <gasps> but it still ran. There was no issues. <laughs> and we're like, huh, that's weird. Damn, Xbox 360 kind of durable, though. And then all of a sudden, we were like, let's go back to campaign. And the Xbox 360 had somehow memorized that we had done the first five campaign levels. And memorize those levels perfectly fine. But as soon as we got to level six, it said, cannot read disc, disc error, please check. Right. We opened it up. Literally, it was stuck in between the disc tray and the interior of the 360. Oh, my God. And one half was shiny brand new. The other half was completely scratched gray. <laughs> and we just sat there and we're like, Nico! Like we screamed <laughs> because by the time this happened, it's like 8 p.m. at night. You know, it's 8 at night. And we're like, yeah. oh my God, we have to find a GameStop. And luckily enough, there was one that closed at like 10. Uh huh. And it was like half an hour away. So we had to like drive fast as possible to that GameStop. And be <laughs> Just like, to get another copy. We literally, the funny thing is that we had, so we stopped by our buddy's house who had a shrink wrap machine. Mm hmm. We oh, got no. the original shrink wrap of the game, <laughs> put the game all back together, polished it clean of any fingerprints, put it oh. back in the shrink wrap, sealed it back oh. up, brought it in, uh, like, 
you know, basically Dude, like as if we just opened kids. it up and we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah w- turns out we didn't want this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, here's a gift card. And then we left, pretended to be gone for like 20 minutes, gave it to our other buddy who never went in with us and told him to go in with the gift card and be like, hey, just go pick up Halo. So then we got a brand new copy of Halo 3. <laughs> <laughs> it was so mad because, well, because GameStop was going to fuck us over. They're like, sorry, we can't take that back. That's on uh-huh. you. Even if we bought it that same day, they're like, no, we can't do that. You're, you're fucked. So uh-huh. <laughs> we... Oh, that's hilarious. We, so we somebody lied, went really, in. At... We, we fucking, we finessed them so badly. But some poor kid in the future went and bought that dish and was like, I can't wait to play Halo 3. Open up the case and just got a fucked up coffee that didn't read past if, level five. Oh, my God. <laughs> if that kid ever is listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if that ever happened to you. If you're oh, ever in Southern funny. California and you got a completely giga fucked copy of Halo 3, I am so sorry for what we did to you. But... <laughs> I felt so bad, but we did get to beat the campaign that night, so it's kind of not all that bad. <laughs> so it wasn't too terrible, but oh my uh-huh. god, I felt so bad about that. Oh man, it was not so bad, but uh, you know, I, I I have to say though, one thing that did make me feel pretty bad this week was the Alec Baldwin story. Oh yeah, no, I did. It I was... did read that. I heard that from Critical, actually. I got, like, the full newscast on it. Well, what they had at the time. I still haven't heard anybody talk about it. Because I, I, I don't really, like... I'm not going to lie to you. I, most of the time I'm on YouTube now, it's listening to music for D&D. But uh-huh. when I... I just felt so bad because I woke up and I was like, Alec Baldwin kills... Wait, what? Hold on, what? Yeah, he accidentally murdered his fucking cinematographer. And yeah, then and injured... then injured the assistant producer. Mm-hmm. or director or whatever it was and i was like there's no way this is real there's no way this is real and then you know because of course it popped up on twitter it popped up on twitter yeah. and i was like okay well then twitter's fucking lying again because it's twitter because twitter's <laughs> completely uh ridiculous in every sense of the way mm-hmm. but you know then time went on and i was just kind of sitting there like oh shit this is very real and it's an incredibly sad story. Yeah. I I still think it's crazy that nobody knows how a real bullet got in there. Mm-hmm. Because at first everyone's like, oh, well, blanks can still kill. But it's like, I looked into that and it's not that common and it's not very easy to be killed by a blank unless like you're super, super close to somebody. You know, yeah, and even then no, it's that's like, how uh, you Bruce know. Lee died. Yeah. I mean, the concussive force of just the primer of a bullet, that's anything's loaded in there. I mean, the difference between uh, a lead bullet and like a shotgun uh, shrapnel slug there, it's practically just a tiny shotgun shell. Yeah, like snake shot almost. Uh huh. But that's the part that weirds me out is that like uh, we've we've both let's not even pretend we've both read up on this. 100 yeah. percent. we've both read up on this and everyone's just as confused as we are like nobody nobody knows what's going on they've they're having fucking uh forensic teams out there they're having firearm specialists out there because no it doesn't make any sense to anybody mm-hmm. uh, uh respectively halen hutchins is the cinematographer that was shot yeah and killed which thoughts obviously go out to her family uh, mm-hmm. and uh to any loved ones that she has in her life um yeah. 
it's it's very upsetting to uh, have any sort of event like that happen, especially when it's something that nobody really could have foreseen. You know, it, it could have been prevented. 100%. We're not going to argue that. Mm-hmm. It could have been prevented. It's just very upsetting to see that somebody was just on the set of a movie where you're thinking, okay, well, maybe there could be a movie accident. Like an accident yeah. with, oh, I broke my leg or, oh, I got a dislocated shoulder or something. Nothing insane. Yeah, but, I mean, there's hilarious you know. stories about there out there from, like, you know, Lord of the Rings accidents. Like, yeah. oh, this is the scene where Aragorn broke his broke toe. Broke his toe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. It, it, it's There's always great stories like that. But, mm-hmm. like... To have uh, it, this kind of level is is just sad because I, I you you heard what happened right? It's like he was, it was Alex showing like they got back from lunch, uh, they got the prop guns and he's like, okay, like let's go through the choreography of this scene and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take out my gun like this and as soon as he took out his gun, it like went off in his hand, which mm-hmm. is a little bit more worrying that like. Maybe he just gripped the trigger. Who knows? I don't know what like what could have happened. But he's uh-huh. like, yeah, I gripped it, brought it up, and as soon as it got to like stomach level with her, he it he he like it discharged and shot right through her stomach, and yeah. then she just fell over. And it damaged Joel Souza behind him. Yeah. Who, yeah. Like, I can't even imagine what people were thinking at that moment but the the frustrating thing for me is that wasn't even like the first accident of the filming that was the fourth live round the fucking fourth live round that went wait. off during recording wait what yeah no that's what i learned from uh critical's like recap of the the story and the events that was the fourth time a live bullet had been discharged from a firearm because the stuntmen were like handling the guns as well, but they at, didn't at this movie alone. At this record, yeah, at this movie alone for Russ, it they didn't they cut so many corners is what I was told on like safety meetings for handling guns and like where the guns were coming from and like there wasn't good accommodations for the staff that was involved. There wasn't like housing or like food or like a lot of quarters were cut just to save on budget for this film what? and so i don't i don't even know where half these guns came from but like you were i think you mentioned it that the guns like they came back from lunch and the guns were just kind of unattended on yeah. a table and not marked yeah so the only thing that people would call out to make sure that like a gun was not loaded was oh that gun's cold like that's it yeah. Like, it wasn't checked, it wasn't cleaned. People clearly weren't checking the, the chambers or the the ammo by cartridges. Like, how hard is it to get a fake gun with nothing inside? With just, like, I don't know. The fact that they use actual guns in their movie to, call, to use them as props, that's, like, the first red flag that I would have gotten from it. But that it was the fourth discharged round that they ignored the safety and precautions, not once, not twice, not three times, but on a fourth time that fatally injured Hutchins and uh, damaged Sosa, who has made a recovery. Um, okay, thank so goodness. They're, they're they're doing a lot. They're like they're doing well and they're alive. Well, they're alive. 
they're they emotionally emotionally they're not doing well okay i mean i can imagine like alec baldwin himself isn't doing emotionally well <clears throat> um i think six of the cinematographers walked off set like at that moment um resources were quickly stripped they had to hire a new camera crew because they were stuck with one camera after that the whole thing is just a fucking shit show and they're still they still have like forensics teams like going over in ballistic squads like how the hell did live ammo get on set it should have so been near the set so many times four fucking times i only thought it was that one instance of the fucking live round but there's no that was the that, fourth live round that was discharged that fucking blows my mind because at that point i would be like okay nobody fucking touch any guns yeah like i i need to make sure that everything's clearly marked and that there's going to be a sticker on every gun that says when it was checked by who everything like it mm-hmm. needs to be checked by a dis- like a very stringent proper like a proper list of like you know did you check mm-hmm. the did you check the ammunition did you check to see if it's loaded did you check this did you check that just to make sure it's like okay well now we have like at least a, a path of like who has been in charge because mm-hmm. i mean hell it could be simple as like okay one guy's been doing this like one guy the whole time's been just fucking around with these and we never know that's essentially what it was is that one guy was in charge of guns yeah but just, I don't know. I heard that everyone went on strike, though. I heard that a lot of people just basically, not strike, but left. They they oh, yeah. severed themselves from the, the project entirely. Because, yeah. I mean. I don't know how you could continue to work on a movie after an incident like that. At this point, as sad as it is, if they, if they cut all ties to the movie, it kind of means that those people passed away for nothing. You know, like that, that person passed away for pretty much nothing. But at the uh-huh. same time, it's like. The movie is now like Macbeth two, at yeah. this point. Like it's fucking dangerous. Like people, ha- like someone's died and been shot in the stomach. Like mm-hmm. it's a, <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a fucking terrifying movie set to be on now. Yeah, I would I, I would mean, not want to be anywhere near that. I'd be like, nope, sorry, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere near that shit. In all respect to the families involved, but the sunken cost fallacy that's probably been poured into this movie, albeit how much money was saved by skimping on safety protocols and helping the people involved. They're probably going to finish it and release it. It's probably going to get terrible views and Alec Baldwin's probably going to be haunted by this for the rest of his life. Yeah. He might, I, I, I genuinely think that he might not ever act again after this. Like after this I movie, I, I think he's probably going to be just done. I don't think he'd ever want to pick up that torch again. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of a done deal for him. <sighs> understandably so because i would i wouldn't want to touch that again no ever no that's that's literally like a ghost yeah following that, that, you that's that's with you forever mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i personally i don't know i'm very i'm very strict about like you know how i feel people should be handling any prop Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, on a, on a lighter note, I don't know if you saw this ages ago, but there was, um, there was a young man who did a, uh, and, and this is kind of like a, it's a lighter note, but at the same time, it shows that you should really just watch out because there was a young man that uh, posted a TikTok recently who he was doing, I think it was a Romeo and Juliet play. And at one point there was supposed to be a scene where a sword kind of flips towards him, I believe is what it was doing. Like it was kind of like flipping towards him Uh and it was supposed to be a fake sword. And they had rehearsed it multiple times 
and you know done this whole deal of like okay well um here's how it's gonna flip here's how it's gonna land this is where you're gonna catch it and he caught it but he caught it backwards and and it poked at his 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 fucking balls oh no (laughs) here's the thing it wasn't a fake sword it was a real blade and it stabbed him straight through the nuts (laughs) that fucking sucks (laughs) he still he made a think about it and he still thinks it's like it's the funniest thing really but he was also mentioning he's just like you know I, i have no idea how a real sword got on the set and it's one of those moments where it's like yeah it's it's lucky that was just a sword and it didn't like you know pierce anything more than mm-hmm. what it, than what it did but got off lucky yeah he got off real lucky i i don't know how it could have been uh i don't know how he would have gone through with it if it got any worse than that mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know it's just unfortunate but you yeah know, once again really our, our our thoughts and uh our condolences go to the family involved and all the loved ones involved with the incident yeah. To the family um, of Hutchins and Sosa, yeah, like yeah. our thoughts are with you, and like, we hope Alec Baldwin as well is able to recover in in any shape or form. Whether it's uh, even the slightest recovery, they can all have. We hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's an accident that unfortunately happened due to yeah. negligence. Yeah, which <sighs> let's just hope. But on another note of celebrities, uh, Keemstar is retiring. Yeah, a lot of people uh are happy and a lot of people are sad yeah i personally don't care one way or another he's yeah. never really seemed like the cool guy to me but hey we're talking about it because it's news because it, he's been on youtube for like ages 12, 13 years yeah yeah with, i think uh, since i was in alert. college uh-huh like, roughly like around like when i was in college is when he was kind of like coming in yeah, he's um he's turning 40 this year and he's retiring from the YouTube platform because it's no longer fun for him yeah. was his main stated reason. I mean, the dude's gotten a lot of flack over the years and how could you not if your entire channel is based around celebrity gossip yeah. or YouTuber gossip. Which he's made I, some I got to say, I don't hate him. I don't like him, but I don't hate him. He he's just kind of like his entire platform is just tabloid to yeah. a degree and I, I, yeah. I don't care for tabloids i know a lot of people out there love tabloids but for oh, me yeah. no nah, i don't, love I don't care up uh conflict and drama yeah i, I just don't like tabloids because i always feel like they're inflammatory i always feel like they can always make those situations so much worse by spreading uh like either misinformation or half correct information oh yeah i like, mean that's, that's their entire lacking. point yeah People just want to get riled up for some over something. People want to participate in a battle without having to deal with any of the actual repercussions of it. Exactly. Well, that and just like, I know that sometimes people will post something. They'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, here's point A and B. But, you know, there's also sub points of those. And mm-hmm. it, I've seen it happen. But I, I did look into his video that he made. I don't know if you saw it recently. He just posted it like three three days ago, something like that. Uh, like the interview with um, was it with Hehe Productions? H3 no, H3? no, it was just himself. He was just sort of talking about things. Um, okay. and I, I I hate to say that I agree with it. Uh, but there were some points that he made that like I think a lot of people have seen coming for a while. Uh, it's not even any like drama that he was pointing out. It was more he did kind of bring in some YouTuber drama, but it wasn't like 
YouTuber drama in the sense of like, so on and so forth did X, Y, and Z. It was more of like, yeah, so here's what I think. Here's what's been going on. And he kind of mentioned the overreaching arm of of uh, incorrect cancel culture, you mm-hmm. know, where he was mentioning he's like, yeah, YouTube has become this thing that's not very fun. And to, to elaborate on that, he kind of was like, yeah, um, there was uh, a few YouTubers out there who he's noticed have changed a lot where he's noticed that people have been getting canceled and some of which he's like, he's very much well aware of what's bad and good. Uh-huh. Um, and he himself has been like, there's been people out there who have literally said one thing and then Twitter blows it up in, uh-huh. the, in, in an incorrect way and kind of straw man's the wrong thing to say uh, and makes it look so bad for this one YouTuber that it makes you look like a horrible person. And he said that the worst thing he's seen has been that before it was just saying, Hey, don't subscribe to this guy. Don't follow him. And at the very worst, it's like, okay, well, people will formulate their own opinions. But he said, now that there's been a new issue where people have been finding a YouTuber or Twitch streamer or content creators sponsors, their companies that they've worked for or the jobs they work for. And that people have been going after those sources and uh, basically harassing those companies to the point where they either say it's a sponsor, like a gaming chair company, they don't want to work with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, say it's like a supplement company, they don't want to work with them anymore. Say it's even their job. Some people have like yeah. literally been losing their jobs, just like they have lost their jobs before because it's like, oh, so on and so forth did this. Did you know that? And then the company's like, well, this is bad PR. We got to get rid of you. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's he not lost only... his sponsorship with, uh, what was it, GamerSups or G Fuel recently? Who was? Uh, Keemstar. I think it was G Fuel. I want to say it was G Fuel that he's been sponsored with. Um, Uh And uh, yeah, he was just kind of saying more along the lines of like, hey, look, I I don't want to be involved with a uh, a system where basically if somebody just says, I don't like you, and they could go ahead and cherry pick something from you long ago, which that's been one thing that's always eaten at me is people going like, Oh, I found this post from like six years ago where you said this. And it's like, yeah, it was six yeah. years ago. Me. That's not me now. I fucking, we all yeah, changed. That's why, like that's like why was... Jenna marbles. Isn't on YouTube anymore. <clears throat> people were digging up her past. Yeah. Like her early videos and shoving it in her face. Like you were a yeah. terrible person 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, well, no shit. I think all of us were terrible people at one point. Nobody's free yeah. of that. <laughs> like I was, I was awful. But then again, I was raised by in a very, uh, uh, awful household <laughs> yeah we're all coming from you know younger experiences we lived very different lives yeah. and we grow up and we learn hey that was fucked up or hey i'm not like that anymore exactly so i can agree on that point that yeah cancel culture is getting it's getting very easy to manipulate these days yeah and i feel like the worst part is too is i've had to i had to explain this to somebody ages ago where uh, they were trying to make an argument with me about how cancel culture was good. And I, and they're like, oh, but if someone's wrong, then you apologize for it and then you move on. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. People don't do that. They don't do that. If they're wrong, they'll either stick to their guns or they'll delete their account and then make another one. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to remain anonymous. There's, there's an anonymity behind you making inflammatory comments towards or even accusatory comments towards somebody online who their entire brand is them they are not allowed to have anonymity like you are so yeah when attacking someone like that it's hard to say oh 
you know, I would, ha I, you know, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal when in reality it's like, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say you don't exist. Your footprint on the internet is nothing comparatively to some of these big people who cannot afford anonymity. Like, mm -hmm. they, they don't get that luxury that you do. And it is yeah, a luxury. And the, and the people with an anonymity, like you're saying, have such a tendency to go with the flow. Like, the crowds, if... That's another huge thing about cancel culture is the peer pressure to be like, oh, if you don't think that such and such is a X bad term, uh, then you're X bad term. Yeah, it's it's and very much if you're not agreeing with me, you're my enemy and I have to destroy you. Mm -hmm. It's it's very, and I know that sounds very like edgy. It's like oh, I have to destroy you, but it's it's very <laughs> true because it's they're they're destroying your reputation. They're trying to destroy any credibility you have online as soon as that credibility goes away it's just you're left with nothing people are gonna be like oh well why should i talk to you you're that you're you're so on and so forth you're the person that got labeled as this like it's it's not good for me to talk to you because then <laughs> nah, it's like that discredibility is like a plague you know once that person has it's like oh if you associate you have it now yeah like, oh, well, no shit. that's like that's like that powerful uh tiktok meme from markiplier where he's talking about like if you don't agree with me then you should get fucked and that's the most toxic mindset out there right now um as as he goes on to say he he doesn't yeah. condone that he says no. like people need to be kinder to each other yeah that whole thing but like well mark has always had that fantastic mindset yeah no he's a great guy um but i just absolutely like that happened recently just to get back to the manipulation thing is that um, I don't remember if you remember the controversy with the game grumps where people were saying that Danny, Daniel Avedon uh, was, oh, he was grooming yeah. minors. Yeah. And I people were like coming up with tons of evidence. Yeah. And like, I saw the video files. Like, I'll be honest when I first heard the accusations and all my friends were ganging up, like, uh, right. You should stop watching Game Grumps. Uh, Dan's a yeah. pedophile. I yeah. looked at the videos, saw like this weird bougie apartment video filming and like very clearly spliced together sounds from yeah. what kind of sounded like Danny. I'm like, no, that's fake. Yeah. Danny wouldn't hold his phone like that. Danny wouldn't talk like that. Yeah. And th this just sounds fake. And hours later, the person came forward. It's like, yeah, I, I put that all together. I just wanted some attention. It's like, Jesus, it's so easy and to I, the worst part get was, millions of people angry. Yeah. And, and the worst part was, too, is that that person pretty much got off scotch-free. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I think they deleted the tweet, and then I think they deleted their account later on. Mm -hmm. But they got to go make another account. And that's yeah. the worst part, too, is that I know people still today who don't realize that whole thing was faked. Like, they don't know. Like, I've talked to people like, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend watched Game Grumps, and they were like, did you know that Dan's a pedophile? It's like, no, he's not. That fucking whole no, thing got, like, discredited. Uh, and they're yeah. like, what? Since when? I was like, the person literally posted about it. Just look it up. If you look up the information, you'll find, like, their account, their, their whole thing got deleted and stuff like that. <laughs> well, no, it's because they... It, and this is not to hate on anybody, but people really do dislike... Uh, people often are so busy with either playing video games or listening to podcasts, wink, wink, um, <laughs> and, or, or working or dealing with family or drama or mm -hmm. personal matters that just happen to happen. Um, and they heavily rely on the, 
either some of the older generation or some of the people who are just taking the time to actually look into this stuff the word of people that they trust or look up to give them the information they need so when they hear like a massive amount of people go like oh here's me pointing the finger they go must be true and yeah. I get that. I, I really do. I understand that. Because it's like, you, you can't be bothered to look up everything. Yeah. I try. But, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, tough. no, if a, if a powerful influencer that I looked up to, like Critical, telling me all the stuff about Alec Baldwin, I believe him because I, you know, really respect Critical and the content he puts out. So yeah. I don't do a whole lot of digging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it, it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I agree with Keem. I really do. But, you know, the whole cancel culture thing, I, I don't appreciate it. If you want to if you want to go after somebody, just post the facts. I mean, it's not that hard. Just don't be a shitty person. Like, it's not mm-hmm. that hard. Because, you know, just got to be truthful about it. He is looking for a new uh, a new host, though. He said that he's hoping to get a, uh, a new host for the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, he okay. did post about... He did point out about Ray William Johnson, though. Yeah, the whole, I see the, he's still active now and then. Yeah, I, I but I think he was mostly saying, like, oh, when he transferred his show to someone else. Oh, okay. I think originally is what it was. Uh, he was like, oh, yeah. Or actually, why not Ray William Johnson? I, I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was post, He was basically pointing out saying, like, you know, people in the past have done this exact same thing that I'm doing where I'm handing off, you know, the ha- bestowing the key to the kingdom to the next person in line right. or handing the mantle over to somebody else. And he's like, yeah, and then people always bitch because it's, not the same but it's like yeah it's it's not gonna be the same it's a different person it's not always gonna be guaranteed the same you know kind of structure um which you know i get that you know it's not that it's not terrible it's just you know if it's not for you then it's not for you uh-huh yeah no i, so. I definitely feel like that i feel like a lot of people out there with so much exposure to the internet and information really have a hard time choosing their battles yeah and just knowing when to put forth the energy to engage in stuff that is either so clearly wrong or is posted by people that are so clearly not interested in having a discussion that it just creates this toxic mindset that if you don't agree with me, let's skip the bullshit of talking and you should get fucked. Yeah. I just feel like that's such commonplace these days and it's so dangerous and scary to think of younger generations that are now coming into like the Twitterverse or whatever meta shit Mark Zuckerberg's working up to just be exposed to all that. It sucks because they're working into this newer scape of you know, they're like, okay, well this is this is the internet that I know it and it's like it kind of sucks because the newer generations are actively molding the internet to be what it is. Like our generation, like we molded it to be here's memes while our memes were very you know now they're very stale and they're very old and it's like okay well that's an older format back in the day it's like yeah we were mm-hmm. limited by the tech of our time yeah. you know not not everyone was able to easily go on and be like oh i'm gonna go pirate all of adobe's software <laughs> you know yeah. now somebody now you set can do up that, that. yeah <laughs> you know now you can do that and it's like oh no big deal you know back mm-hmm. then though if you if you tried it was like you know I mean, fuck, you, you didn't know what to do half the time. It was so fucking, it was so hard to get, like, find one that wasn't filled with malware and Trojans viruses. Yeah, no, we were the pioneers of the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell, we, you know, our computers were filled with uh, LimeWire spam uh, and malware, so yours could be filled with YouTube to MP3 converter sites. 
Yeah, you ever try so... to put in a text document URL in a 94 Windows? Oh my That's god. That's the shit I grew up on. Oh my god. <laughs> or if you just accidentally made a fucking, uh, you upgraded your Excel spreadsheet to the newest version for your older version of Windows, and your shell sheet count happened to be a little too high and crashed your computer as soon as you started it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're welcome. We, we, we... We're we're the ones that dealt with the yeah <laughs> the, the alpha bullshit the the ancient shit if you will yeah which, uh, or like if you misspelled YouTube and spelt it with two U's instead of a O U you might end up on like some fucked up deep website <laughs> oh my god I mean even like it, it's like with the older shit too it's like I've seen a lot of people complain recently about uh, I, I know the campaign I don't know if you saw the campaign trailer just dropped but the the Halo series as whole. Uh, so many people, oh, yeah. so many people bitch about everything involving Halo from every reaction. Like I've seen, I've seen people bitch about like old heads going like, "This isn't the Halo that I had," and I was like, "Bro, are, the Halo we had, you couldn't see shit on certain levels because it was so dark, and we uh-huh. had it on TVs that were so fucking ass garbage that we didn't understand true decent picture quality until Halo Three. Come on." Also, like, if you miss the old Halos that much, just go fucking play them. Yeah, it's on MCC. You don't have mm-hmm. to play in the new graphics. You don't have to do that at all. Yeah, you don't have to play the new video game. Like, I yeah. get that people want something that feels nostalgic like the old game, yeah. but they got to take in new directions or else it's just going to be Bethesda releasing Skyrim for the next 10 years, but it's Halo. <laughs> Didn't, uh, I, I, I would definitely say that I think Microsoft actually bought the oh Fallout yeah, they did. Franchise. So we'll yeah, see they how bought that goes. Bethesda. We'll see how that goes because I'm sure they'll probably show off something for us. But, mm-hmm. but with you know Microsoft no longer owning Halo, I mean we'll see. We're seeing how that goes, and I think they don't own Destiny anymore either. But well, once again, mm-hmm. uh, no, Blizzard doesn't own Disney anymore. De- uh, Destiny anymore. So we'll see. Oh okay. Yeah, because Blizzard Activision owned part of Destiny, and then they said, "Hey, fuck you," and now they're doing their own thing. But with Halo. I gotta say, uh, I'm actually kind of excited. Uh, I think it looks super fucking cool. I think it looks really rad. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, the cool thing was, too, is that I'm a little worried about how we're going to fight Atriox. Because... The main bad guy? Yeah, yeah, because he's the leader of the Banished. uh, That was the Halo Wars 2 main bad guys, right? uh, Yes, the Banished have always kind of been in the Halo lore, but in Halo Wars 2, uh, it was you... I think on the arc, I can't remember because I haven't really played much of Halo Wars 2. I actually got to go back and play it. Um, yeah, I've only played the way, first one. Either way, you're on one of the installations and you are fighting the Banished 100% and they are fucking, they are beefed. Mm-hmm. They, are, they just don't care. They are so strong. Well, but, it looks cool because it looks like the idea of Halo Infinite is you have sort of an open world map. Um I guess kind of like if you've ever played the Dynasty Warrior games, you've just got this massive fucking map and there's strongholds all over the place. You got to go take out the strongholds and then beat the boss enemy inside. I was going to say, it reminds me a lot of the Lord of the Rings game that came out where oh, it's yeah. called Age of War or something like that. It yeah, reminds Shadow me, of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. It reminds me a lot of that. And not in a bad way. I think I think that game fucking looked amazing. Actually, I want to go play that whole the Lord of the Rings Shadow of War series because I never got to play it. I saw my um, brother play it. It's fucking fantastic. I, Both I, story and gameplay wise. I'm probably going to go play it because I, I have high hopes for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, it kind of has an open world feel, especially because when you saw the maps, too, it mentioned, like, 
you know, here's where some prisoners are for the UNSC. Oh, here's a stronghold. Here's this. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But then they showed off something that I'm a little bit hesitant on. What's that? Um, So there's a scene where it's the weapon, a.k.a. uh, the Cortana clone that's, you know, meant to be a stable Cortana again. Um, Which is cool. I'm, I'm excited for the fact that we get a stable Cortana and she's probably going to replace cortana because i mean let's be real it's we were being set up with the storyline of you know cortana is now a fucking malicious ai she's well we also lost the voice actor uh did we lose cortana's voice actress i thought it was the i thought it was uh i thought it was she was mercy in overwatch as well oh yeah so everyone people don't realize that she was the brazilian voice actress oh it was the brazilian voice actress okay. yeah so she wasn't like the she voice actress the voice actress she was the brazilian one dang well i mean yeah. that's still really fucking tragic but... it's still tragic yeah 100 percent. it's very upsetting okay i was misinformed yeah. then i thought yeah, we people, lost the english voice actress yeah yeah people always thought that it was mercy's voice actress because mercy's mm. voice actress is still um that's a christian I think her name. That sounds like. Uh, let me look it up. Um, but that was the Christian. Was the the voice actress that was murdered, right? Christian Luis, Cortana's voice actor in Halo Three. Okay, because the one who and plays for, in Brazilian dubbing. Yeah. yeah, in the Brazilian dubbing. Because I was gonna say the person who plays Mercy, uh, and I can't remember Cortana's English voice actor, because uh, the one that plays. Jen Taylor. That's right. It was yeah, Jen, Jen Taylor, Taylor who played Cortana. Uh, Lucy Pole, though, she's she's Mercy. Uh, oh, which, okay. Which, uh, yeah, because I remember I woke up to that news and everyone thought, oh, my God, it was the official voice actress. Yeah, everybody thought it still, was Jen Taylor. Yeah, it, it's still upsetting, but it's it's it wasn't like the English voice actor's gone. They're, they're going to have to find a replacement, sadly. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like when it came down to the, the the Halo campaign, I mean, obviously it seems like they're going to replace Cortana because they gave us this whole, you know, malfunctioning AI kind of vibe back in like five, something like that. Like, yeah, like I Halo. think it was four. Four was like, when hey, she started deteriorating. Four was deteriorating. Five is when she started running around the galaxy oh, saying yeah, like, we got to activate the Guardians and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. And they did, they did kind of show it off in the, tra- in the trailer a little bit, which looks mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, she's um, got like this magenta hue to her now. Yeah, and I, I liked it because she has like an actual like officer's outfit, like a recruit. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Uh, and then I saw people who were bitching about it going like, oh my God, they gave her clothing. And it's like, is that your complaint? Is that your complaint? For real. Because <laughs> when I was when I was younger, I never really saw Cortana as naked. I always saw that she was just like in a skin type bodysuit kind of thing. Uh-huh. That's what my young Halo brain always Halo 4, was. she looks naked. <laughs> Halo 4, she looked naked. Yeah. They gave her really, titties. <laughs> yeah. They, they changed a lot. I don't know, man. Though I... A lot they they did some questionable choices because mm-hmm. um, the thing is AI in that in that game series has they've had clothing like there's nothing new oh, about yeah. it they've had clothing <laughs> just uh-huh. Halsey was just like you know it'd be great if I gave my AI titties and no clothing and nobody could say anything to stop me um, well she was also like in a rush at the end of Halo Reach to yeah. upload Cortana Ooh. to give to Keys I just recently 
uh, replayed through Halo Reach. Oh, uh, okay. my God, the story hits so hard. It's that last, so that good. last fucking two, um, those last two missions just wrenched at my heart all the way from Emil to a Cortana's epilogue. You yeah. belong to Reach. Yeah. Oh, I got out of my heart. <laughs> I, I love, I love Reach, but mm-hmm. I'm very excited for Infinite. Um, it looks so good. But, uh, oh, I, I mentioned this earlier. I forgot, I fucking forgot about it. The thing that I was uncomfortable with is what oh, I meant right. to say. The, uh, the weapon. No, not the weapon. Oh. Uh, was, uh, when they're showing off the weapon shortly after that, uh, it's her going like, like, you know, it's Master Chief and her sitting there talking. Uh, and it's an elevator shaft. You see like an elevator coming down and she goes like, oh, there's someone coming. And he goes, yeah, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's definitely, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to fight. And she mm-hmm. goes, oh, but what if it's friendly? And he goes, it's definitely not. And it, it's a brute chieftain that comes out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And it, he had a health bar. Oh, yeah. Like, the only time I saw a health bar in that trailer was him. And I was like, oh, shit. Are we going to get, like... I think we're going to get, like, like, boss battles. Like, dungeon bosses, almost? Like, are we going to get, like, uh, stronghold bosses? And the thing was is that it didn't feel like, you know, Halo 2 kind of boss where it's like, here's Tartarus. You have to deal with stupid mechanics. It's like, Uh this guy just seemed like he had a really strong overshield, had a jetpack, and had a lot more health than the average brute. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it. And it I thought, you know like what? That's, that's not bad. Like they're going to have a chieftain for each stronghold? I'm assuming so, because in Halo Wars 2, uh, I remember distinctly, uh, Atriox did have several high-ranking chieftains that like were all very unique that would control different parts of like, you know, wherever he would be invading. Right. Um, so I'm assuming they are going to have, not every single stronghold will have one probably, they might have something varied. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is like, oh, yeah, to fight a banished scarab. Oh, oh, the fucking elite. The the uh, the Spartan hunting elite that shows up with the red energy swords. Oh, uh, yeah, the Spartan headhunter. He looks so fucking cool. Yeah, the shadows. The shadows, Um, actually, it's funny because we, um, everyone was like saying how uh, it kind of looked edgy. And I'm like, well, yeah, they are kind of meant to be edgy. They're like, they're like old school World of Warcraft assassin edgy. I mean, that's kind of uh-huh. how they look. But they've always been, they've been in the, they've been in the lore for a while. Uh, in uh-huh. fact, the in one of the books, I think they got tasked with going after Atriox at one point. Uh, and there's a few of them, mind you, as far as, far <laughs> as I remember. And I think they got to Atriox, and I think he killed like half of them. Within a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other half were like, hmm, that's spooky. And then he's like, yeah, you could just join me, by the way. And they joined him. So the 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 Covenant originally had the Shadows, uh, the Shadows and Healy group that were all very, like, high-tier assassins. But then they just said, oh, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go join the, the Banished. And that's who we're seeing right now is one of the Shadows. So uh-huh. we might not get a chieftain in every stronghold. We might get like a shadow. I think that'd be really cool to have that sort of variation. Yeah. Like I'd be down if I was like, oh, I fought a chieftain. And the next one you're like, oh, there's gonna be a chieftain here. I'm going to stack up on, you know, uh, like, let's just say like, oh yeah, I'll grab like a gravity hammer or whatever, or like a rocket launcher. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's like, oh, well it's, it's actually a shadow. So you have to fight him. Who's got like a shield 
uh, like a buckler shield almost kind of thing. I don't know if he's, I think that's kind of what he had. And then he had a sword and it's like, oh shit. Okay. Well, this is going to be different. And the next one you're like, okay, well I'm prepared for both of those options. And then suddenly you have to fight a banished scarab for that final fight. Like Mm -hmm. all of this would be really cool. And I'm really kind of, I'm hoping I'm excited to see what like they do. And I'm, I'm I'm probably going to buy it as soon as it comes out, even though there's not going to be any campaign multiplayer at the beginning, I'm still probably going to buy it. Oh, I'm definitely going to buy it, yeah. especially since it's coming out on PC. They also had a Forerunner boss. There was that one chick that was floating around, remember? You know she, what's like, funny? She, like, sent Halo... I, th- I she did... sent uh, Chief through the tree. Yeah, I did some... I did look at that. Um, It's possible that she was banished. Like, she's mm. a banished member. So, I don't know what she is. Like, I almost we... thought she was part of the installation. I thought she would be, too. Um, like, let me see if I can find anything on her. But like, as far as I know, uh, she was very, just, she almost was very destiny warframe, like very slender look comparatively to yeah, what we were used to. Yeah, she didn't look like the other, she didn't look like any aliens we've come across before. Albeit yeah. they are introducing new ones like the, uh the scrappers that have like the little jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm it's, it's super cool looking. Did you notice that they did the, uh, they redid the battlefield scene? Oh, the Craig the, meme. The Banshees. Yeah, yeah. The Craig yeah. meme. They redid the Craig meme. <laughs> they redid the Craig meme. And I always saw like the, like the whole, like the, the scene with uh, the, the Banshee thing. Uh-huh. It almost looked like a halo version of the rendezvous. Uh huh. That they did for Battlefield. I was like, eh. yeah, like jumping out of the airplane, shooting yeah. down the other plane, getting back in the airplane, and taking off. I thought off. that was, I thought that was great. But that was awesome. <laughs> you know what? You know what threw me through a loop though. By the way, huh? Was when there was one scene where um, you're uh, you're like kind of blowing up a a, a, a a like a recycle plant or something like that. It was like a waste manufacturing plant or something like that. And yeah, Chief just blows up with a rocket launcher. A brute just randomly shows up with a rocket launcher. Oh yeah, he was holding it like under his arm. He was like yeah. firing it. Yeah, and I'm just I like I thought that was really cool. I thought it was cool, and I was like, oh my god, they're actually like using our weapons because it, the Covenant did not like using human weaponry at all. Uh-huh. That was like dirty to them. Um, but the Banished don't have that hang up. They're just like eh, it's a weapon. Uh-huh. Who fucking cares? <laughs> and oh. it's like it's like oh hell yeah. That scene also showed another interesting thing in where they went to the menu and they cycled through specific armor upgrades where, like, Chief dashed and then turned invisible. And it gave, like, a huge, what looked like a, like a branching sort of armor upgrade tree that you could spend points to do different armor upgrades. So I'm really interested to see what that's all about. I because it really seems like, they're focusing on mobility like a, in this game. Yeah, because I saw that it was like a Spartan evasion thing. Yeah. And when I saw that, that kind of like, it was after the strongholds and the mini bosses and all that fun, like weird stuff that I saw where I was like, oh, this is kind of reminding me of that. And then I saw the skill tree and I was like, okay, this is totally that game. Uh-huh. And I was like, but this is not bad. This is kind of cool. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. It's not traditional Halo, but I'm, I'm still kind of digging it. You know, oh, yeah. as, an, as an old, like a Halo old head. Um, uh-huh. It but... definitely gives a very different feel from the original Halo Infinite trailers. Yeah. My my assumption, though, is that you unlock the ability to modify, quote unquote, your suit. Because 
I, I was looking at some of the, uh, like the little like UI placements. And mm-hmm. as soon as you get that upgrade, it starts talking about like upgrading your suit's BIOS. So it's like, it always had this ability, but something just made it so you can actually use it now. And I'm assuming you get that ability once you meet the weapon. So I'm assuming like when you talk to her, she goes like, oh, by the way, your suit has a bunch of stuff locked behind different protocols. If we can get like certain, you know, uh, tech from this Forerunner artifacts uh, at these strongholds, we might be able to upgrade your suit to like get past these bypasses. And it's like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of how they're going to work it into it. Is that Could be the cool, new Cortana yeah. weapon is kind of going to give us the information that we need? So mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm so stoked on it. The grappling hook looks so fucking cool. I never it's got so to play useful. the beta, but it looks so cool. The the grappling hook, I didn't get to use very much of it in the beta because I got to play the camp the, the not the campaign obviously, but I got to play the uh, the multiplayer. The multiplayer, yeah. And it's a bit finicky in terms of distance because I've seen it where I'm sometimes I'm like I'm 20 feet from that. Uses grappling hook, it comes back oh, I guess that was too far. And I've seen some videos of people who are like, that object is 500 feet away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, how'd you do that? Right. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I'm at a loss. I'm not sure if I just was misinterpreting how the weapon worked uh, or how, like, maybe I wasn't holding it right or something. Like, I know sometimes, right. like, the, the grenade launcher, if you were to click, you know, if you were to, like, click, it would just go until it blows up. And then if you were to hold it, it was like a remote detonation instead. So yeah. maybe the grappling hook was the same way and I just wasn't paying attention. Who knows? Um, but it's looking so much fun and I'm really excited to play it. And it's I'll looking probably... way better than the first trailers, I will say. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing too, is I remember back when like the first trailer dropped and everyone's like, ha ha, d- look at how the game is shit. And I was like, well, it's actually looking pretty good. Also, this is, this is just a a gameplay release, like, a, a gameplay show-off. Yeah, that was, like, like a pre-alpha, maybe, like, 20-foot square grid of playable area. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought it was funny, too, because everyone's like, yeah, but this is, like, their final material assets. And I was like, no, <laughs> no it's, it's not. not. Have you seen, have you ev- never seen Halo or most games? They show off, like, hey, we got this one segment of the game to work without crashing. Mm-hmm. And it works pretty well, and it shows off a good amount of stuff that we think shows off the game. Here it oh, is. Yeah. This is what we have so far. Oh, yeah. And then like they the update first... the textures and the models and the like, the designs of everything and the lighting yeah. engine and everything like that. The very and... first teaser looked cel-shaded. Oh, yeah. 100% it did. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was telling people, I was like, look, they're going to change it. They 100% yeah. are. If you think you're, If you think they're not... You're already wrong and should stop talking. Yeah, it's going to look like Halo 4 and 5, like hands down easy. Yeah, and I, I it was so dumb because someone in my chat when I was streaming on Twitch, I was talking about it and they're like, yeah, well, it looks, it looks cell shaded. And I was like, yeah, it, it kind of does. That's kind of what they were going for for like the early release because they need to work on the textures still. Like it's mm-hmm. not close to done. They're going to be reworking all that. Like this is yeah. just cell shaded just looks nice for early development. <laughs> yeah, it's just this is the base and it makes it run smoother because it's a much more simplistic look and everything looks a lot easier and it's not going to take mm-hmm. away from too much. It makes it way easier for you to spot things. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, I think it looks like shit." And I was like, "Well, yeah, it, pr- it, it kind of does for the Give most part, but yeah. that's literally how a project works. If you're if you're going to show me a drawing and you only have the sketch done, 
and I say it looks like shit, and you're like, well, I haven't done the line work or the coloring or the shading or the rendering. And yeah, I'm going to be like, exactly no, sorry, it looks same. like shit. You're going to be upset. You're going to be pissed at me. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. It's like the project's not done yet. They're still working on it. They're going to they're gonna implement more textures, upgrade models. They're going to make things look better. Um, uh-huh. I mean, honestly, I'm in the belief of when they showed off uh, the Brutes in the first campaign show off. Yeah. I'm 90% sure they were using stuff from a previous Halo run in That's terms of model possible. injection. Because I'm sure they were like, we want to finalize the Banished. Because they just showed up, like, straight up. Half of the Brutes just looked very basic. Uh-huh. Very, very basic. And I was like, yeah, there's no yeah, way this is the final result. They probably used Covenant models for all that. Exactly. That's that's my thought, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, sure, the Elites and everything else is going to look pretty much the same as they would normally. But the Brutes, they are, like, the head honchos. They're going to be, like, totally different. They look and of course, fucking that- rad. Yeah, and my favorite part was everyone's like, they're bald. They're bald, bro. And I'm like, well, yeah. The monkey's bald. I wouldn't want to implement a hair and a hair and fur physics engine like this early. Jesus, right. And ruin the game. Uh I would never want to be like, yeah, I'll just put in this very annoying, which if you guys have never worked with hair or like in-depth hair or fur physics uh, in a game. Yeah, you ever try to slap 3,000 hair follicles onto a 3D object? (laughs) Yeah. Depending on how you go about it, it can be the worst experience of your life. And sometimes it's the easiest experience of your life. Some people, they they do their own unique fur and uh, hair physics. I've seen some people where they just do very limited dynamic bones for certain things, which is honestly way good in terms of like, you know, if you're going to do a very big project with small things that have a lot of that. But... I'm pretty sure they're going to be showing off some pretty crazy fur and hair and designs because they they did kind of show off a little bit uh, mm-hmm. with uh, some of the new car- some of the new brute designs. Like I saw, like one of them had like a full on mohawk and he had like white eye underpaint and he had a little bit of a beard going on. Like they looked way cooler. Uh huh. And Atriox looks very unique. Oh, it's, Atriox! Everything is from his spot. armor to his yeah his hair hair uh, style. Yeah, Atriox is super rad. I'm excited for him. Uh, I kind of, I kind of wish they incorporated, um, what's it called? The, uh, because I know in Halo Wars Two he had kind of like different armor to a little bit, mm-hmm. but in the original story to show off Atriox's like start, um, he killed a special elite unit. And I was like, oh, this might be really cool to see if he incorporates the helmet onto his body. Mm-hmm. But he never did. He never incorporated the helmet. It's just very flat. But still oh, really gotcha. cool. Well, dang. I believe that covers our talking points. I think that's pretty much about <laughs> it for the for the time being. We uh, Yeah. I guess we, we got can a go ahead. solid hour and a half of content. Hour, hour and a half. I gotta I gotta edit it down a little bit, and we'll be changing mm-hmm. a few things, obviously, because that's the, you know I I think I could probably get this out by what's today fucking Sunday Saturday Saturday. I could probably today's get this Saturday. out by Monday. Cool. Yeah, I can get this out by Monday. So by the time you guys hear this, it might be Monday. If it's a little bit past Monday, well then, I hope that whatever you're doing, <laughs> like work, is not going to be too terrible for you guys. So. Episode two, baby. Episode two, <laughs> and we're gonna. I'm gonna try and we're gonna try and keep this up actually a little bit more organized. This was on mostly me for this. 
I've gotten a good system of how we want to do like notes and stuff like that. There's a lot like behind the scenes stuff that we're like trying uh -huh. to kind of polish a little bit. Uh -huh. Um, and I'm even like on the side, I'm like trying to talk to people who are like, Hey, do you want to be, do you want to be interviewed? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a whole can of worms that I'm working on. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but until then, yeah, have, I'd say everyone, we will see you in the future. Yeah. Stay beautiful. Stay beautiful. <laughs> have a good rest of your time. And, uh, I hope this made your work day go by a little faster.